If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite netsuite.com slash c-suite welcome back to the superhero homies podcast my name is quentin and as always i'm here with the homie kevin hey everybody ladies and gentlemen boys and girls how you guys all doing out there today Welcome back to another shorty edition of the Superhero Homies. Absolutely. This is a bittersweet moment. Uh, We are covering the season two finale of the Harley Quinn animated TV show, episode 13, titled The Runaway Bridesmaid. Huh? Ah. (laughs) Kevin, what'd you think of this one, man? The season finale. It was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. Um, It wasn't my favorite episode. But I think that was more in, I think that was also because I was so rooted in an expectation for this episode, you know? And because, like, my mentality going into this was so laced with that expectation, that didn't really give me much room to to sit and appreciate everything that the episode tried to do for me, you know? I mean, other episodes have been funnier, sure, and this one had a couple of great jokes nevertheless, but Mm -hmm. they weren't just the same, you know? They they didn't hit so hard. But that... Being said, the episode was definitely not a bad one. It, right. it was good. It had its own energy behind it. Um, it was an episode that I feel like didn't have a pacing issue for, you know, um, in, in, contract to, in contrast to the you know, finale of last season, which did. You know, it was, it was like mile a minute, mile a fucking minute, you know, getting to its place. But here, it kind of felt normal. What about you, man? What, what do you think of this one? Uh I felt kind of similar to you in a lot of regards. I, I, I guess the the one difference I think between, uh, I guess my viewpoint and yours was, uh, sure. I actually thought that, once again, even for this show, I thought the pacing was really fucking quick. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, this show, every episode arguably has had yeah. such a floor, you know, pedal to the metal, you know, attitude regarding its pacing, and so you know that's almost become the norm. It'd be weird if they slowed down. It'd be weird (laughs) if they, you know, sitcom themselves or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. But no, um, you know, with that being said, I did think that this was a a solid episode. Like you said, it wasn't like my favorite or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I would have to go back and watch the season one finale to accurately uh, compare the two. But, I do remember the season one finale, you know, even though like the, I, I will say the last maybe three episodes of season one um, were, were really, really oddly paced and maybe mm-hmm. even spliced. You know, we talked about how they they made 26 episodes at one time mm-hmm. and then they found out they were getting a 13 season episode. And so we we even discussed how maybe that has something to do with like the, the weird pacing. Right. Like they had to like one. last minute politically reconstruct it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So make uh, it so it fits. But I think for me, season one finale, I think maybe I overall enjoyed it slightly more just because the stakes felt higher. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And in this one, the, the world of the episode was much smaller. You know, the mm-hmm. world was all regarding the wedding. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a big deal. I mean, we it is. You know, spend the whole season leading up to this. I mean, we can't say we understand. We we, we, <laughs> we, we pretend to understand, but nah, man, I'm single as fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, well, in I my mean, mind, a wedding's a wedding. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess also, uh, you know, we've we never also had to save the road or a city from like an alien invasion or anything like that either. True, true. <laughs> but I'm part of this world, so I can't understand saving it. Like, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, but no, we can go ahead and get into this one. Sure. So it starts off with uh, all the saviors of the city receiving keys to the city. (laughs) So we see Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Trinity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see who they say the guy was the cosmic cab driver or something real like that. I don't know. There's a few people there who you don't know who the hell they are. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they literally call him the cosmic cab driver. It was something like that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if it was, like, so titular like that. Like, he had, like, such an official title reminiscent of, like, an older comic. Or mm-hmm. if he had... Because I don't remember Cosmic Cab Rider. I remember he had a weird thing, yeah. though. Like, they just grabbed him, like, this is the cab rider. This guy right here. Right. You know, like, making a big deal out of him. Yeah. And he was some nameless, voiceless Joe. And it was like, well, he gets a key. Okay, whatever. Right. Because we see this from Gordon's point of view. You know, his POV in this scene is important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah. this is supposed to be Gordon's <laughs> moment. Yeah. And, and, yeah, like, to, uh, to just to add what you said, no, I, I don't know for sure if they called that guy Cosmic uh, Cab Driver, but they they alluded to something with this cab driver. He, he reigned supreme. He was more important than Gordon, the commissioner himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, but as the mayor is handing out all of these keys to the city, and which, by the way, a key to the city, where do you put that key at? Like, what, mm. where's the lock? <laughs> right, where's the where's the fucking lock to the city? How, how do you lock a city? How do you lock a city? And what's behind the door? Of, it's the city. Like, what? There's so many questions. There are a lot of questions. <laughs> there are. There are. Um, and if everyone has a key to the city, does that make it that special? You know. All right. Like, if everybody mm. has a, a key to your home, then. Your home isn't your home. Your home is just, you know, a community center. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, the point of this scene is that Gordon mm. does not get a key to the city. The mayor gives himself a key to the city. <laughs> Which I think was hilarious that they made fun of that this episode. That, that, that was one of my favorite jokes because if you asked me, so guys, homies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you haven't realized by now, Q is the avid, awesome comic book reader. He is... You know, the guy who collects, and he is the, the the great example of knowing his shit regarding the show. I am more relatable to the other fans who enjoy the content, but I don't know my shit that well. I'm not going to pretend to. But I enjoy the fuck out of it, and I have a great time talking with you about it, hence why we're here. But that being said, I never have heard about this mayor's ass, this <laughs> dude, ever. Like, this, this, this random jerk oh. of a man... Like, none of the comics I've read regarding Batman, because I've read a few, not yeah. all, not, not as many as you, or as many times as you, but you've, I've read quite a, a few. Many. I have. Now, none of them ever mentioned this mayor or his importance. The only other time <laughs> I can think of a mayor and his importance in Gotham City is the Dark Knight trilogy, when he actually is a person, and I see him, and I hear him, right. and he is important. Yeah. And even competent. Yes. And any other canonization <laughs> of him... I don't know who the fuck that is. They never talk about him. Batman always oversteps his mayor and goes straight to the commissioner or or even the other cops. Who's yeah. the mayor? <laughs> the only other time I can think of would be uh, like uh, uh, Dark Knight something. Dark, 
White Knight, Batman White Knight. It's like I knew. But that's, that's not even like it's not, yeah, that's it's, a black it's, label. Yeah, it's, it's a black <laughs> label. Yeah. So, I mean, who's the dumbass mayor? <laughs> He's a nameless dude. What yeah. was his name in the Dark Knight? I I, I mean, well, fuck that's it. a trivia question. I'm yeah. going to lose. <laughs> so. That that's the energy I was riding during that moment. It's like Gordon's right. Who the fuck are you? Right. Gordon in my mind is more mayoral than this dude is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this guy has no business awarding himself a key. No. We don't even know your name, Mayor. You were just referred to as Mayor in this episode. Mayor. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's like uh, I'll make that joke later. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this is a very important scene because it kind of kicks off the events of things to come. Uh, yep. G- Gordon is very butthurt that he did not get his goddamn key to the I city. I mean, rightfully so. He's it's earned true. it if anybody else. He he was not only front lines, he was behind enemy lines <laughs> the entire time. Look at the transformation. And he built man. the front lines behind the enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Owen Wilson was in a movie regarding that. All right, come on. <laughs> what movie? Behind enemy lines. Oh, <laughs> oh Owen Wilson was in, Oh, he was, wasn't he? I guess, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, I forgot yeah. he was in that. Booyah. Mm. Winning trivia night again. All right. <laughs> Random facts. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, mm. so the next thing we get is Kite Man and Ivy. Uh, they are having a very much needed and candid conversation. Yeah. Uh, on a kite. On a kite, <laughs> yes. This is very important, on a kite. And, you know, also, I guess in retrospect, like, if he was, you know, flying her over the concrete portion of Gotham, which is like 90% of Gotham, Mm -hmm. then she was right to be very nice to him and very, uh, I guess, gentle with him in this conversation because he could just dump her ass, you know, literally off the kite. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And she would have had to scrounge her plant senses to find a plant. To find a plant. That's how that works, I guess. She can like feel them around like, oh, there's a plant that way. We're going to say yes. Sure. Uh, But anyways. Yep. I gave that I gave her a, a made up name for that kind of kinesis. Can you remember some it? time ago? And I forgot what it Plant was. Kinesis? No. Oh. Ah, well, it, it'll probably oh. come to me when I least expect it. It'd yeah. be like you know four o'clock in the morning. You get a knock on the door, Kevin. Kevin, I remember. I oh, fucking remember. Qu- Quentin. Quentin. I have work tomorrow. Go to bed. <laughs> Text it to me later, bud. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you wait outside my door. Right. I get up like suit and tie and everything, like ready to go. Oh, what the? So, like I was saying, man, I remember. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> sleep is for the weak. Uh, but no, they do have a very candid conversation on this kite. And sure, yeah. God damn, man, this would be a hard conversation to have. Yeah, I, I would. I don't want that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean. Once again, like I can't speak for anyone because I haven't been in the situation, but I can see a lot of relationships not surviving that kind of fallout. I mean, that takes, for one, it takes a big person to be able to forgive your partner for doing that. I mean, y'all haven't even exchanged vows yet, and there's already infidelity. That's a bit of a red flag. No, that, that is a big old <laughs> red flag, uh, and there's a there's a whole slew of problems there that can is. occur there, you know. Um, regarding red flags, at that point, you just got to make sure that you're not wearing red lenses or else you're going to miss mm. that red flag or else it's just going to look like a flag, you right. know. Um, Matt Murdock is somewhere saying, well, fuck you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, don't worry about it, bro. You can't see. <laughs> so you a flag is a noisemaker. Come on. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. 
He can't hear how many stars are on that flag. He can't hear the stripes <laughs> on it. Yeah. He can hear the wave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, but Ivy, she says that she does still want to get married to Kite Man. And, and Kite Man, you know, he... Oddly enough, instead of, you know, rushing to do something that Kite Man would, he he actually says, you know, he wants to take a little bit of time on it. Smart. You know? yeah, yeah, very smart. I mean, and you'd have to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing we get also is uh, she says that because uh, she's directing him as to where they're flying and they're flying over to the uh, the, what's the, the corn factory. And <laughs> the most Land idea ever. Right. Like, they made it look very nice, and they even mm-hmm. had like a chapel in the corn factory. Did you notice that? There was yeah, a chapel yeah, setting. Did. Yeah, it was very official, like an actual church in the corn. Who Who is coming to corn factories for their worship? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, Mel Gibson was a preacher in signs, and, you know, there was a giant cornfield, and so. That is unrelated <laughs> in, the, in the umpteenth degree. <laughs> it is only related because there's like. Synonymous words, and sometimes even the same word. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. No, 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 no. <laughs> also, he was a preacher in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he, he was a preacher his farmer. Faith, farmer then preacher. He, he had his faith restored by the end of it because goddamn aliens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that brings up so many questions about the movie. But anyways, yeah, kinda, for kinda later. Does. Yeah. Could you imagine? I don't want to get off on that. I'm just pinching like Mel Gibson's right. sermon back in church after the end of the movie. Bro- brother and sisters, there are goddamn aliens <laughs> out there. First off, he probably didn't say that in the sermon. But, but there, he probably did say they're aliens. There are blessed goddamn aliens out there. <laughs> now, wait, that's contradictory right there. That, that's an oxymoron. That's jumbo shrimp. You know? Oh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but no, she... She takes him to the uh, to the corn mill or the the corn factory just to show that hey we got the venue this they probably is have corn mill. they probably have a corn mill I imagine so uh, and then Kite Man goes well, how did you get this Condiment King had it you know for this date and then we get a a, a, a cut over to Condiment King and Ivy is talking with him saying you know hey. Uh, I forget exactly what no, she no, says no. to it him. Was Condiment King uh, uh, basically. He was bold with her first and said, what, what are you doing? Are you here to grovel for one of my wedding invitations mm. so you can come to my wedding? And she was like, no, nah, not really. And then Frank just ate Conrad King and his wife. And yeah, or wife and to be. his fiance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was it. That was that. That was it. Wow. Frank ate them in one gulp. In one Two gulp. Two people. Yes. Good job, Frank. Gone. Good job, Ivy. Yeah. That was it. You know, like... You never want to look too deep into like in any type of fictional show, but sometimes, man, like they, they they do hit deep because I guess spoiler alert, by the way, but you guys know this this is the goddamn season finale, but but you know there are like levels and degrees of of love, you know, and you know not to bury the leader to get too far ahead of ourselves, but sure. we know, we know how this thing goes, okay. But to see just the the amount of diligence, d- diligence, and you know hard work that she was willing to put in to gain Kite Man's forgiveness, and the things that she's done in the past to show how much she cares mm-hmm. for him, to murder two people to get the venue that your fiance wants, 
That is. It was a legit baller move. Yeah. It really was. Like, when you look at the context and break it down like that, no. Yeah, that that's Ivy really doing, you know, an Ivy apology. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go murder the people that are in our way so you can be happy. Right. <laughs> and if that ain't love, I don't know what is. Uh, Enlightenment via violence. Yes. Uh, but it was also funny to hear Kite Man's response because she doesn't tell him... Uh, Ivy doesn't tell Kite Man that she killed Connie McKing and his fiance, but she says that no, she convinced him to move it to another date or whatever. And yeah. Kite Man's response is, "Wow, you convinced one of Gotham's most formidable supervillains." <laughs> is a gross overusage of the word formidable and super, for that matter. He is even villain. He, yeah, he's more like yeah. misdemeanor. Like, <laughs> you're spraying people with. Ketchup he's and more like. You got two cops on scene, and you got a third guy in the car looking up like, is this a crime? (laughs) Can we arrest him for this? We can give him a fine, can't we? We can can at least write a ticket. Stop screwing with food. Here. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. I love that they even brought Connie McKing to the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, the next thing we get is uh, Two-Face convinces Gordon... Uh, that he should aim for higher aspirations. He shouldn't want a key to the city. He should be be the one to hand out the keys to the city. Uh, but in order for him to be viewed in that light, he needs to do something big. And Two-Face very easily manipulates Gordon into, quote-unquote, coming up with the idea of crashing uh, Kite Man and Ivy's wedding to arrest all the supervillains there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-Face is really, uh, you know, making some baller moves this episode. He really is. He, he's he's doing well on those charisma checks, man. Mm-hmm. He, um... Because this isn't the first person that he has almost a therapeutic talking session with, yeah. you know? Um, he does the same here very soon with Ivy, or excuse me, with uh, Harley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, he does. The other like... Y-ending name in the show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, Gordon, you know, he... Just kind of like most like self-centered people, Gordon's like, oh, yeah, this is my idea. I came up with this. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the next thing we get here is, uh, we can just go right to it, is uh, Two-Face talking with uh, with Harley because Harley has checked herself into Arkham. And it's funny. She says, that, you know, she'll break out when she feels like it, you know, mm-hmm. when, when she's ready to. Uh, kind of like she's just kind of going there just to get away from everything and everything. Exactly. Like it's almost more of a, a retreat for her than yeah. it is a, a penance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's here in uh, in Arkham when Two-Face uh, tells Harley that, you know, hey, Gordon is planning on, uh, you know, crashing the wedding and arresting everyone there and you're really not going to be at your best friend's wedding to stop this. And, uh, you know, so those two have that talk, and then they also kind of talk about it some more as they punch and kick and, you know, beat ass on the way out of Arkham. Like, dude, Two-Face, he, he went from being a, a crime lord over his own little chapter of Gotham mm-hmm. to, I'm going to convince you to do what I want you to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which which I guess is still manipulation that he's good at, you know, still. But it's like... In this particular episode, he, he just kind of like dropped one role and picked up this new one. That totally, yeah. that's kind of what happened here. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, I didn't mind. It, no, it, it needed either. a direction. He was the director. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like it, it, 
You're right. It, 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 they did like pick up a different facet of Two Face, but at the same time, it is still a, a facet of Two Face. It is. It is. Yeah. It is one of his, you know, dual facets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, they break out of Arkham just like Harley said she would. Hey. Meanwhile, the cops do infiltrate uh, the wedding, including Cheryl, the very country-sounding uh, cop on the force. Oh, my gosh. She, you know, Cheryl, she sticks out because of her accent, and she's the only one who, who got a name. Uh. This is true. She's the only one who had a name, Yeah. Uh, even though we had twin cops and, and others. But um, why is she so Southern <laughs> in a Gotham City, dude? It, hey, you know, it bothered me. Maybe maybe she, she's like Clark Clint. You know, she moved from a small town into a big city. But Clark Clark never picked up the accent. He was just like, nope. "Yes, I'm from here." Oh wait, no, I'm also from outer space. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, but the cops infiltrate the wedding, and mm. uh, Gordon punches out a priest to do so. Uh, I, I have a sin to confess. I, I punched out a priest. <laughs> Yeah. Like goddamn, and we both had the same question. Like, did he grab that beard off the priest's Because, <laughs> because the next scene, as he's like, because it obvious infiltration mission, he sees a priest that looks like him. He's taking the role, so we see him like the pe- the the preacher had a beard, a brown beard, same color even as like uh, Gordon's hair. But then we see Gordon put on a beard, mm-hmm. and it's like, did, did you take that off the preacher? <laughs> I need to know. Because somehow he also successfully glued it on. Right. So it's there's a lot of questions here yeah. and not many answers. Also, Gordon should grow a beard. He should. He should. Look good. It looked good mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. There you go. But then again, you know, like, I think that can be said for most people. Like, if if you can mm. rock one of those 70s thick mustaches, mm. like, if you can successfully rock one of those Tom Selleck's, yeah. you, oh, you good probably good look even yeah. better with a full beard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine Tom Selleck with a beard. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really think about Tom Selleck a lot. So I had to kind of like <laughs> move past a couple. Like Burt Reynolds came to mind first. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I was just, that's another example. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, no. And and now. Sam Elliott. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Mustachioed men. Yeah. Oh, you know who's a good ha- example? Um. Um, Hopper, Stranger Things. Actually, that is oh, a good example. Yeah. That's a good because he literally <laughs> played a character in that time frame yeah, where he, yeah. yeah, that duh, that's a great one. Also, uh, Obadiah Stane, help me, help me, help oh, me. Oh, Jeff me. Bridges, Jeff yeah, Bridges, dude, because yeah. he, you can see the stash on him in other movies right. and the beard and, the and beard, stash. Yeah. So, boom, that's, that's there true. You go, Reem and Weep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, um, white Russians. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Hard to believe that the dude was also Obadiah. Anyways, it really is, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first cult movies we talked about yeah. on our Patreon. It was, which you guys should totally check out at patreon.com backslash superhero homies. That was Tons not planned, of, by the way. That was, was this not. is a great spot. <laughs> you <laughs> you should check it out just because of the spot. <laughs> yes. Uh, for just one to three dollars a month, you guys can get tons of quality content uh, that is non superhero based but still based in the nerd realm or the cult movie realm. Uh, totally worth your time and, and, and money. Definitely give it a check out. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, the the Gotham PD they infiltrate uh, this wedding, and uh, I guess one other thing I was wondering if the show would do, which they totally didn't have to, so I didn't mind that they didn't do it. Okay. Was uh, for a moment I was wondering if the priest was going to be Deacon Blackfire, uh, mm. but um, 
But no, they, they, they didn't go that route. And uh, like, like I said, didn't matter. Remind us who that is. Uh, yes. Um, that is, uh, <laughs> A.K.A. what Kevin really is asking. <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> uh, Batman villain, uh, kind of an evil cult leader. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that would have made a lot of, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Huh. But then how would Gordon Ramsay pretend to be him? You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, huh? <laughs> I would have breezed way past that. Gordon Ramsay in a, in a priest, a cult priest, actually, who is also ta- teaching them. No, 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 no. You you have to baste the steak, right? You donkey. <laughs> Into oh, Gordon Ramsay a- accent here. Oh yeah, that was that was brilliant. Yep. He's teaching them how how to how to flambe right. while. Making them exchange vows. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Gordon Ramsay. Man, that's... We're going places. We're going weird places. <laughs> yes, I don't want to go are. there. <laughs> uh, but mm. anyway, so the cops do successfully infiltrate the wedding. Uh, also, we see that eventually Ivy does show up to the wedding. And uh, it's at this moment where we also are introduced to Tim Burton, who comes in with Catwoman. First off, I'm upset I did not get to hear Tim Burton. I really wanted him to voice act himself. But no, the, the character goes voiceless. Yeah, so we, yeah. we know that he was there by drawing alone. But, dude, I loved that that was there. That was great. Also, Catwoman went for Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. Enough said. What? I wonder if, like... I mean, not really enough said, because I'm still questioning yeah, it, but, yeah. you know, yeah. Because, like, you can't help but think about it, because they put Tim Burton in the episode. Yeah. And so it was like, Catwoman, are you doing this because... You were in... You were in, like, Tim one Burton. of his big movies? Yeah. You know? I think so. I mean, <laughs> definitely not this version of Catwoman. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. It was just fun to, to see and think about. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. I mean, Tim Burton, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Watch the next one's gonna have um, uh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the next thing we see is uh, is mm. Harvey shows up and uh, she's really looking for Gordon because she got the tip from Harvey Dent that Gordon and his cops were going to crash the wedding, mm. and uh, in doing so, Harley really makes uh, a shit show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she punches out the wrong guy. Uh, in, instead of Gordon, uh, mistaking the poor guy. What was he, the photographer, I think? No, he was the, the venue owner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was sitting there talking with the priest who happened to be not Gordon Ramsay, and <laughs> she mistook the venue owner because he, he was reminiscent of, mm-hmm. of Gordon, you know. that's But that was only it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, uh, Ivy pulls Harley aside and you know she goes you know Chuck didn't even want you here and you know now I I really don't know if I want you here and eventually she she tells uh Harley that you know maybe you shouldn't be here you shouldn't uh, be here and maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. another uh, hard conversation yeah yeah it's a very hard conversation to have mm-hmm. um man like you know like uh, and I don't know like, how many of your homies out there have ever had moments or, or you know, instances where you realize that maybe you had just like a toxic, toxic ass friend in your life that you needed to get rid of. You know, shit's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Shit is not easy. Uh, but you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Ivy does what she thinks she has to do by kicking uh, Harley out. Uh, on the way out, uh, Harley 
does happen to to try to smell one of the flowers, and she realizes it has no scent. It's plastic, and uh, that gives her, uh, you know, kind of a contest clue that no Gordon is here, and yep. she will hit the fan. So it was actually a really smart and layered thing for them to kind of like do that expose, that detail through something so simple as she attempts to smell a flower. Mm -hmm. Um, Because ask yourselves, why the hell would the mistress of plant life and literally the botanist of all botanists (laughs) have fake flowers and fake plants at her wedding, who, again, is a plant manipulator, you know? So why wouldn't she want to be surrounded by other plants? So... Yeah, it was, it was really clever, dude. I got to say, like, oh, good job, writers. But, again, we've come to expect this from this team of writers who's in charge of the show because the show's been really well done. Yeah. Yeah. show's been super-duper clever. Mm-hmm. Can't take that away from the show. Uh, and, yes, and the next thing we get here is they, two go to exchange their vows, they being Kite Man and Poison Ivy. And uh, it's at this moment where you realize that these two have not had all the conversations they should have had before getting here. They really shouldn't have. Kite Man has a lot of hopes and aspirations and, and innocence in what he wants from the relationship. And he reflects that so honestly and openly in his vows, which you can tell were very passionate and from the heart and not at all copy and pasted from some lackluster movie. Mm. So, well done, Kite Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. But... Yeah, dude, he was just, like, openly talking about, like, and laying down the track for the rest of their life, which he wasn't doing it in, like, a, a manipulative way right. or even, like, an abusive way. He, he was literally just like, hey, this is going to be great. I could see us doing this and this and this and this and this and this. And all those, like, I, not expectations isn't the right word because he wasn't like, hey, Ivy, I really want this from you. Go ahead and let right. me get this. But instead, more like all the hopes mm-hmm. that he had. Uh, they shook Ivy, you know, yes. and, and you could see it at the wedding venue and even there on the altar where they're just like, oh, oh, okay, that, that's a lot to put on me all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. It's like four kids and a big house and right. chilling on the couch for the rest of their lives. Ranch-style home. And eventually winning the adoration of my parents whenever they're ready to accept us back <laughs> in their life. Like, Kite Man, you got a lot of things we need to take care of yeah, first, son. yeah. Yeah, and it's like, mm-hmm. how do we get here without having this conversation? And, and those are all good things, but again, I mean, you're about to partner yeah. up with someone. You want to make sure your your desires and hopes, and even to be fair, to be fair, expectations are legitimately close to one another. Yeah, it's 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 a fucking partnership. Right. You use, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, how could you, you know? I mean, like, th- th- there should be definitely a certain point in the relationship where you guys have to have those kind of camera conversations. Do you yeah. want kids? Do you want marriage? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, do... Uh, but, you know, uh, mm. this this didn't quite happen here. And uh, unfortunately, you know, didn't find yeah. out until we got here. Kudos to those of you who have had those conversations and you didn't get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You, you, you dodged the bullet beforehand. You dodged and- uh Kudos to those of you who did have those conversations and you're happily married now. Fuck yes to all of you as well. To everyone. To everyone. To, to you who's listening. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> to, to you who was left on the altar. Oh, know, gosh. Shout out to you too. Shout out and a drink to you. Daggum. <laughs> Toss back your own drink. Be right. it kombucha or not. Daggum. Wow. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Those vows had uh, Ivy shook. Yeah. And, and you can see it in her face. Uh, and it's at this point where uh, uh, Harley comes back in and, and she 
she she asked like why is uh one of the uh what do you call them uh, bridesmaids flowers oh uh, no pews no. oh caterers caterers that's yeah, it yeah, like caterers. starts with like a c sound I was, I was a yeah. caterer at a wedding before oh yeah yeah oh. actually small intermission guys uh it was a it was a temporary gig i had done i mm. did a lot of weird jobs like the most awesome jobs i've ever done were in my college years that was one of them and i was a caterer at a very rich person's wedding and it, it was fun it was cool you know hmm. yeah um, you would not be surprised at how many times the caterers eat from like the things <laughs> that they supply to you, you know, mm. and they're not doing it in a gross way to where it's unsanitary to eat your plate because they're eating before you or anything. No, they're just eating like on the side, the same shit you're eating, you know, so you're not paying for exclusivity. They're not, they're not, you know, trying to get Chick-fil-A on the side. No, they're eating the same old dwarves and whatever the mm. fuck those French words are that you're <laughs> trying to eat too, right. you know? What is that word? Old dwarves? What is that? You know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. fuck. Hors d'oeuvres, yeah. Hors d'oeuvres? Is that it? Sure I th- it. Yeah. I'm, I'm second-guessing myself because I'm not French. You know, help me out, French and French homies and homieesses. Yeah. But uh, anyways. So Harley realizes that, no, why is the caterer here? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, she mm. punches out the caterer, rips open the shirt, and reveals the... Uh, the Gotham PD uniform. You think he wouldn't have worn that underneath? Yeah, you would, you would think so. Because that's already a thick shirt. Dude. Yeah. And a badge to go with? Yeah. That's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's at that point where Commissioner Gordon, he calls in the, he has like a camera crew ready to come in. He calls them in. and Vicky he calls, Yeah. Oh, that's no, it was, it was Tony something. Oh, oh yeah. Um, they didn't yeah. use Vicky. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so like they call him like the, the news crew and all that, and also the uh, the cops spring into action and they uh, activate like some kind of sleep gas. That's what I'm going to call it because I don't know what else to call it. It's a gas they put a knockout sleep. gas. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> they, they definitely took that from like uh, the the storage lockup from confiscating like villainy stuff. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that that was probably Joker's gas first. <laughs> right. Like we we got a hold of of this super prototype Joker gas before it was Jokerized. So mm, there you go. So before it's the Latin lethal. material. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's literally just knockout gas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they use that. Uh, Harley is able to. Uh, <laughs> When you repurpose the super weapons, like imagine if Gordon had like an old uh, Mister Freeze gun, and he's just like, "This is a stick up, everyone, everyone, you're being under arrest," and he's like freezing villains, like, "Oh, oh, oh, it's non-lethal," you know. Right. Anyways, anyways. Uh, see, oh yeah, so everybody essentially uh, goes to sleep. They're knocked out, <laughs> except for uh, yeah, they all take a nap. You know. It's, Thank you for holding us along. This journey. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Ivy is able to secure a gas mask for herself, and uh, she promptly knocks out Gordon, and uh, she sticks him up with a rocket launcher that Gordon had on his person. Which, again, that's a lot to hold on your person. You think a police badge would have shown through a shirt? Right. A rock, a fucking RPG would have shown through a preacher outfit. Right. I mean... What? You know? <laughs> this isn't a video game where your inventory pocket <laughs> magically just... Whatever. Anyways, anyways. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah. She uh, she instead, instead of shooting Gordon with it, uh, which would have killed her and <laughs> Gordon and most of the people in there... Logistically speaking, yes. She instead uh, shot out the glass ceiling... Which, thus make all, makes all the gas rise out. Right. So. Thus making all the gas rise out, which 
theoretically also should have killed quite a few of them as well. Yeah, because all that falling debris, like villains should have died. Debris, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's also assuming that you know, like the explosion from the RPG itself, even from that height, wouldn't have killed quite a few people. It's funny because I've never seen one in person, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's one of those things where it's like I would have to YouTube it and kind of watch it legitimately mm. first before I make a judgment call. I would guess that yeah. if it hits glass. I mean, depending on the type of glass, is it hard enough to activate, to activate the, the... Exactly. I'd imagine it just... Right, just going straight through. Like, that could have been the case. That could yeah. also happen. Unless it hits, like, one of, like, the metal parts, right. the, pan, the panels, yeah. and it's like... You know, and activates the, the grenade function of the RPG. Yeah. But the... Eh, yep. Sure. <laughs> Demolitionist. Uh, but thankfully, none of that terrible shit happens, and instead it goes mm-hmm. according to plan. Yes. And uh, all the gas does promptly leave. Uh, Which Harley one-lined away with, I love science. Yeah. And, and that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. enough. Yes. Uh, and then after that, uh, she does grab uh, Kite Man and Poison Ivy and carries them outside. And there's complete and utter fucking mayhem inside this church now. It is a it is a legal war. The cops versus the villains. And even though the villains are dapper, the, the cops came ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Bane had a top hat. Let's let's not front on that. All right, Bane. Th- this animated version of Bane with like venom tubes and oversized chest and everything came out with a awesome, a brilliant top hat. Oh, it was great. He was on his shit. Yes, and that's all. That's all the wedding attire <laughs> he needed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, also, and, and I'm probably just overthinking it now, but like Solomon hmm. Grundy, like his noose almost looked like one of those uh, Texas ties. You know? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. He made it into a bola. Right. He's just like <laughs> Solomon Grundy putting him in, like retying <laughs> right. the rope, you know, braiding it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, Solomon Grundy was married on a uh, married on a Saturday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you get married to, Solomon Grundy? Uh, I want to know. What's her name? Right. Who's the lucky lady? <laughs> Did you guys have the proper conversation? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Cyrus Gold. That was Solomon Grundy's real name before he got tragically beaten and killed. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Go to <laughs> go to bed. I was asking in a joking sense, and you come out with actually. Get get out of here. Yeah. Go to go to bed. Give me your book. You're done. Go to bed. Damn. All right. <laughs> I'm joking. It's it's actually very impressive. You know that, buddy. <laughs> But thank you. Golf clap, you know, golf um, clap. you know, I, I I study this shit and I'm like, well, Kevin, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but if after no one else, a- after I after I burn you a little for it. <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. But no, so while they're all outside, uh, Harley reveals that you know she got her like her license certificate online and she mm. got a lanyard for it, and. Uh, <laughs> Ivy is uh, Ivy's like, well, you know what? Fuck it, Chuck. Let, let's do it. Let's let's get married here. Let's do it. And uh, as like the grounds are burning and bullets right. are flying and bodies are falling, and uh, Kite Man's like, hell no, he <laughs> says no. Yeah, and uh, he lays out all the reasons why. You know, he goes, you know, after the third time that I proposed to you, it is something finally clicked. You know, he he goes, uh, he basically lays out the point that feelings aren't quite mutual. Yeah. He, he makes a great point. He, does. He, he was able to ascertain they were not mutual and that Ivy was, you know, essentially settling and that he didn't want to feel like she had to settle for him. Um, but at the same time that he shouldn't have to settle for her either because she was not being an optimal partner for him. And 
it was well said, dude. It really was. Yeah. Like he, I loved what he said at the very end of it too, because this whole time on the show, both seasons, he's been this whimsical, funny, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ignorant to the point of overconfidence guy that we all fall in love right. with. He he says like, I may be a simple guy, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, and it's like that's actually really well said. I, there's wisdom in that. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, no, no. You you said it earlier. I deserve the best, and yeah. I don't deserve you. It's like, oh fuck yeah. that kite burn, that man. Kite burn, and this is really what where I want to applaud the show and like this episode mm. because we talked about this in weeks prior about their inevitable breakup. Yep. <laughs> and uh, not that we expected it or anything. <laughs> you guys couldn't tell, mm. uh, but you know, it was like we've seen in so many different forms of television and movies where. They take the easy way out in situations like this, mm. where there's like a love triangle of some sort. But then all of a sudden, one of them will fall ill and maybe pass away. Or, oh, I have yeah. to go to this other place off camera for a whole two seasons. Or, I mean, the, the most prominent one you know, that I think I've seen has been What's like that? where the, you know, the... The party that would represent Kite Man mm. turns out to be a dick or it turns out to be the one oh, who's, right, right, right. who's cheating or who turns out to be, you know, just some sort of right. asshole. They, they they turn him on the heels notice and all of a sudden reveal something to make him less liked by the audience mm. and thus convenient to make into the breakup guy. Yeah. You know, or the or the fuck you douchebag guy. Right. Yeah. They, they do that to make you feel at ease about the fact that, okay, yeah, so now we can go ahead and do this because there's no more consequences. I'm tired of easy TV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You and me both. Mm. Uh, but no, this show doesn't do that. With this 22-minute runtime, you know, this show lays out an appropriate reasons for like, no, you know what? It's not that I'm a bad person. It's not that you're a bad person. We're just not good for one another, and I deserve better than what you can give me. Exactly. You know, most of the TV I, I've been falling in love with lately uh, that I've actually been making the effort to watch. Sorry to all of my friends who keep suggesting things to me that I've not made the time to watch. I noticed that a lot of it isn't the easy TV. It's not the TV that's, you know, making you feel good about the decisions that happen, almost like a sitcom or something, mm-hmm. where everything's fine by the end of the half hour. But instead, like most of the shows we talk about, and again, the things that I find myself wanting to watch are the real talk TV shows, you know, the things that actually really dig into real relatable matters. But that's a whole nother tangent. That's a whole yeah. other episode. But, uh, yeah, man, so what happens now after our boy Chuck says hell no? Yeah, uh, Kite Man, he flies away on this kite that says just married. Interesting that they had a kite that said just married, not so a car. He wanted everyone to know, man. (laughs) He was was marrying Poison Ivy. I I guess I I was wondering, though, like, I, I definitely picture him flying away with Ivy in his arms on the kite that says just married. So now I'm wondering, what was the car for? If uh, if they change their mind, <laughs> if they change, he wanted options. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know, it could have rained that day, uh, <laughs> or the wind might not have been favorable. That's right. <laughs> That's never stopped him before. That's true. He's he's kite man. <laughs> he's kite man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but after that, uh, Gordon is hot on the hills with fucking rocket launch. He has another one. <laughs> he does. Like as soon as kite man flies away, he's like, there they are. <laughs> Shoots a rocket at these two ladies who are just like. Astounded, Kite Man stood up for himself so astutely and so yeah. powerfully. He's gone. Huh. Oh, fuck. Rocket coming right at them. 
I yeah. loved it. It, it was instant <laughs>, laughs. Yeah. Right. And then he threw a grenade like Gordon is not <laughs> fucking around. Gordon is John wicking the situation right now, which, really yes, is. that's, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a verb. Yes. I, I think, you know what? The most John wick that he's been was been when he transformed <laughs> yes. back into like Gordon. Yes. And know? he's like dual pistols, yeah. like cleaning out the police station. He's just, he's just taking everything with yeah. him, man. You know, like. Out of all the episodes that I like to rewatch, that's mm. definitely high on the list. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> God, like, he, he's he's a candidate for becoming Red Hood, <laughs> right? <laughs> At this rate, yeah. Oh. Batman's like, I got a job for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's at this point where Harley and Ivy, they make their getaway and they get into the uh, the old red hoopty that has the, you know, just married written mm-hmm. on the back of it with the cans behind it. You know, yeah. they're, they're real old school stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're driving away like Bonnie and Clyde or like Connie and Clyde. Connie and Bonnie. They're driving away like <laughs> Connie and Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I wish our YouTube was up and running because I, I wish people could see the face you just made <laughs> and like trying to to decide. Bon, Bonnie and Clyde, Cl- Clyde and Bonnie, what? <laughs> Connie and Bonnie, that's Con- the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they it's way too Doctor Seuss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as, as they're making their getaway, those two also have a very candid conversation that's you know mm-hmm. fueled by. God, it's got to be so many endorphins running at that at that moment in time. Yeah, and uh, and also adrenaline. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, so those two are making a grand getaway. Uh, I mean, it is fucking grand. Mm-hmm. They start getting away from from the cops, and uh, and they confess their love for one another. And uh, right at the very end of the episode, we do see them share a kiss as they ride off full speed into the sunset. Yep. Uh, so not not quite like Thelma and Louise, not that kind of right off into the sunset. No, no, not that kind of right <laughs> off into the sunset and slowly into the hillside and right. slowly into the ground and then very quickly <laughs> slamming the ground. Right. <laughs> uh, Movie reference, but yes. uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was it was. First off, I loved the the tip of the hat that they did by picking the car that mm. they used to ride away with, just because. Um, that was the same car that was in the Batman animated TV show. That old school looking ride, you know? Mm. What did you call it? The Hoopty? I called it Hoopty. Yeah. A Hoopty? Yeah, I mean, sure. I- I'll go with that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't drive that car. I'm not that rich. But yeah, I mean, that was the car Batman drove in the TV show, which created and introduced Harley Quinn into, you know, existence. Mm. Um, I, that's what I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Very nice. That's my job. <laughs> um. Your book is breaking, buddy. Yeah, no, it's I just fine. yeah, the it's, spine is like falling no, no, out. No, this is this is. Imagine <laughs> if the spine fell out the back. Oh my gosh, I was thinking uh, more of a person just then. Oh wow, I have a dark oh, sense of humor. Uh, yeah, no, it's no, gone, it's dude. Spine. It's it's. Yeah, you gotta tape it together. Uh, <laughs> well, you're almost done with it. It's about time for another book, but uh, notebook that yeah, is, guys. That, but uh, uh, that is the end of the episode. That's yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, and I loved how they ended it with the the end, mm-hmm. and then of course they had the question mark, which I mean they know they're going to get approved for a third season. Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'd, it'd be shocking if they didn't. I was about to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, but at the same time, if for some bizarre reason mm-hmm. the powers that be wanted to end it here, it's kind of a good ending point. It is a good ending point. I would accept that, but I feel like there's so many more storytelling potential, like, you know, 
points that they could make with Harley and Ivy in a relationship and then both of them trying to uphold and keep to that, you know? Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I certainly want there to be way more seasons of the show. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they did decide to end it, I would hate that, but I would say well, at least they got an ending. That's true. Yeah. They did. They did. Uh with that being said, Kevin, like, what are your overall thoughts then for season two? What do you think of this season? It was awesome, man. It was really cool. We started it off with the idea that Harley Quinn was happily in a relationship and potentially getting married. Even like we wrote that energy throughout the whole thing, and that was always on the back burner. And there was other stuff that was, you know, on the on the front, on, on the primary burners there mm-hmm. that you know that you're paying the most attention to, like. Uh, Harley trying to take back Gotham, and we thought that that would be the plot line for the whole season. But then, of course, the show is like, hey, that's interesting, that's interesting, but we're going to move past that now, because now we're at this point in the show, riding the energy of Harley and Ivy, sharing a lot of intimacy, and riding that energy. is like, oh, how are we going to deal with the aftermath of this? What's going to change? Are, are we still going to see this back burner plot follow through? And mm. it was awesome riding it the whole time, man. In a like fashion, just like season one, season two really followed through with like their pacing commitment of just like fucking gunning it the (laughs) whole time, everything, you know, the usage of characters was ingenious. And I like, again, on this season, just like the prior that they took so many liberties with the characters while still choosing to keep to those characters heritages, even on a satirical level, you know, Mm. um, I, yeah. I adore that. You know, that that's what gives so much value to the show that they're still the characters we can relate to back in the comics, but it's the fun version of them. The the ones that you can laugh at because it's a comedy. It's okay to laugh at them. It's okay to laugh at Bane, who's, you know, fucking Bane still, but kind of a big old goofball too. So yeah. Yeah, I it's the reason why I love this show and I can't stand the fucking Lego Batman movie. Fuck that movie. Fuck both those movies. Wait, was there more than one? There was only one Lego Batman. Well, there's Lego. He was was in the Lego movie. Fuck that one, too. Yeah. (laughs) Not Legos in particular. The the toy is cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the whole whole idea and the whole concept of let's use this character's image, nothing more than his likeness, but fuck his personality. Mm. We're telling jokes. Everything is not awesome when you do that. (laughs) You know, that, that was my problem with the Lego Batman movies that... There's nothing about this besides the aesthetics. There's nothing about this movie that reminds me of Batman in any mm-hmm. capacity. If they had the writers from this Harley Quinn TV show, that movie would have been amazing. It probably would have. Yeah. You know, I would have even kept the same voice actors and actresses, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like Will Arnett was Batman, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm a Will Arnett fan. You already know this, yeah. dude. But um, yeah, no, not like that, and definitely uh, not like the Batman because you you saw a Batman Lego movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched that in the in, in theater when it came out. Yeah, that was not uh, adventure we did together. No, nope. no, you it was you not. went on a side quest uh, by yourself for that one. Yeah, 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 you were you were off in in the other side of the country. Yeah, I was yeah. in I was in school, and yeah. uh, I, I remember like I was so goddamn angry at that movie. But, <laughs> but thankfully for me, thankfully for me, like yeah, the yeah. very next. The very next week, John Wick 2 came out oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and saw yeah. that. And like, I was like, your temperature was up right. here. Like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? And then John Wick came out. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I feel better now. Is it going to be popcorn? <laughs> oh, there is. Okay. okay. I feel much better now. Good. Because I remember you, you, you contacted me shortly after the movie. Like, Kevin, I don't know what the fuck this atrocity was. Yeah. 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 It was God awful. Yeah. Uh, shout out to anyone who liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
should be like, as you took that movie, it just broke its back verbally over the mics. You're just like, oh, by the way, shout out to those who like this movie. As we like leave its corpse ragdoll dangling on the side of the road. You know, like, here's the funny thing. So like with with the same, the same reasoning. Sure. We could have used the movie that we molested a lot, which is Ragnarok. But I instead chose to do (laughs) Little Batman. You know, we just had Father's Day and I have to compliment the TV uh, I don't remember what channel, probably FX. Uh. One, one of the many channels that is still somehow operating in a time of streaming. Um, <laughs> yes, that was opinionating. The, they were playing um, uh, The Wolverine, mm. you know, which is cool. You know, I, I, yep. Yeah, overall, we talked about the movie recently even. You know, it's, the Wolverine-a-thon, uh, check yeah, it out. Yeah, exactly, great episode, uh, cool movie. You know? And they were playing that. And my dad left it on the whole time Father's Day was happening. So randomly, I would hear Wolverine quotes and, and like uh, references the movie and little bits. You know, yeah. it's like ah, oh, this is nice. I'm I'm relaxed now because I have like my family element and my you know my nerd element right, right. here. But then after that, as we were all hanging out outside and the TV, my dad forgot to turn it off. Classic dad, mm. um, probably relatable to everyone's dad at that point. Right. But. Uh, we're outside, and I go back in to grab something like a drink or whatever, and uh, and sure enough, the next comic book movie was playing, and it was Ragnarok, and I was just like, ha, how happy am I that my family's outside not paying attention to this garbage? <laughs> and I turned it off, uh, and I went outside. <laughs> shout out to those who like that movie, too. Uh, yep. There's a lot of you guys out there. But that, that, that movie's been injured. We've beat that movie up quite a few times. Oh, know? I mean, we yeah, have. That's yeah, why, you know, yeah. like, like, I was like, man, we, we, we beat the shit out of Ragnarok. We beat yep. the fuck out of Captain Marvel. Oh, yes. Uh, like, let's pick on Lego Batman. That, you know, we haven't shit on Lego <laughs> enough. Oh, and Star Wars. Star Wars is in that, in, in that uh, rehabilitation center, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the new one to be is that. And, you know, thankfully, on a completely unrelated fucking side note, because sure. you're way off topic. This is bonus content. It is. Shorty, bonus content. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, That's how we're justifying this. Expect this kind of ass rapery on our Patreon. Oh, dear, uh, dude. Come on. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny now to see so many people now being like, yeah, this new Star Wars trilogy was garbage. It, it's, and it's, I'm like, where were all of you at exactly. when we were alone standing on that hill? I'm so happy that you <laughs> have come out of your denial. But are you willing to admit you were in denial? You know, because so many people were just like, Kevin, how did you not like that movie? Quentin, what? Are you kidding me? You didn't like the new Star Wars movie? It's Star Wars. No, I don't care what its name was. That doesn't mean I have to like it. Yes. Oh, and let me tell you, like, I'll say this, and then we'll go back to Harley Quinn really quick and wrap up. But I don't promise that, but yes. (laughs) But one thing I I cannot stand, I will never stand beside, is I've been seeing this meme floating around, which is like, you know, basically saying I like Star Wars because of Star Wars. And I'm like, Mm. that's the most... Bandwagony, blindsided, blindsided. Yeah, yeah. You, you just you're close-minding yourself solely because you have such an emotional attachment to this. That's that's just brand recognition at that point. Yeah, you like something because you've always liked it. Yeah, and you don't want to. You're you're that type of person that always buys Nike because everyone told you that Nike was the popular, the good brand, and so you only ever buy Nike. But it's like, yeah. bro, not all your shoes have to be fucking Nike. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. now if if you just legitimately like not uh, like all Nikes then, and like all Star Wars, yeah, and cool, then that's, that's awesome, fun. especially but, if you liked it yeah. genuinely. But I mean, but if you're in denial yeah. where you're even having like you know 
the the conscious thought of oh man I really didn't like that they did that in the movie shut up myself that was a Star Wars movie it, you have to like it yeah. no dude come on get out of the closet yeah you, <laughs> you don't have to like it just because it has a name on mm. it that you really like or your peers tell you you know, you don't have to like it because your peers and friends told you it was awesome and that they loved it if you don't like it you don't like it yeah, that's genuine yeah, yeah. you know yeah. oh, the only thing we ask and we only ask this because you know we we've had to do this for every kind of review we do sure which is formulate your reasons for liking it and or not liking it it can never just be just because exactly or in other words have your own opinion you know cuz this this whole podcast again because we haven't said such a disclaimer in a long time uh, in many episodes you know Everything that we talk about is our opinion. You know, yeah. we do our own research. We we do our own watching of shit and say, "Oh, well, I liked it because blah blah blah." And we talk mm-hmm. about it for two hours and something. But um, if yeah. you disagree with us, you disagree with us, and that's yeah. totally cool, bro. That is absolutely fine. And you know, I think one of my secret missions of this podcast is like What's we're always gonna we're always gonna tell you guys our unabashed opinion on whatever kind of movie, TV yeah. show, or comic book. Uh, but we won't just tell you our opinion of it, like Kevin said. We'll tell you why. We feel that way. Exactly. Uh, we, we'll go in depth as yep. to why we feel that way. Uh, and we're pretty practiced at it at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Our and, first and episode like, was a little rough, but we got there. <laughs> it's like whether you agree with us or not um, is fine. Yeah. But you can't take away from us the fact that even if you disagree with us, we may have a point or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you have a point or two, fuck yes. But yeah. uh, we're we're... We're pretty good at developing those points as well. Yep, yep, Here yep. we are. Uh, so, season three of mm-hmm. Arnie Quinn. What yes, do you want to see in season three? Well, I already talked about it a little bit there. Uh, I want to see Harley and Ivy kind of like develop the relationship. And I, I want to see like a lot of the storytelling elements that this show can creatively do, unlike most others, in telling me a plot revolving around the idea of Harley and Ivy trying to be in a healthy and copacetic relationship with one another and not break that, you mm-hmm. know? Not that their relationship is so fragile, but I, I think that's kind of a fun writing topic, you know, where you can have a, a couple of episodes like, okay, I, I want to do this for Ivy. Let's... Mm-hmm. And then it's like Harley doing her bass backwards whatever thing of trying to, like, put together this awesome surprise, but then, oh, I never really needed that. But that's almost a sitcom plot through and through right there. Mm-hmm. But you get what I'm saying, yeah. where it's like something like that Again, I'm relying on the show here because they are much more creative <laughs> writers and much more talented writers than I I am at all. But because um, you know they're act, they're they're actually really fucking good <laughs> at it. Are. But um, yeah, you know I want to see a little bit of that. I kind of want to see the return of Doctor Psycho and see yeah. him become like you know not like an a new arch nemesis of any sort, but a, a villain who's trying to work in the background doing his own thing. And maybe by the end of the season, he kind of like rebuilds that bridge with Harley or something cool like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Cause we see Dr. Psycho in this last episode, but he has no lines, no speaking nope. lines. He was in one scene and mm-hmm. that was it. Yep. Didn't even go to the wedding. Nope. nope. Uh, yeah, I season two as a whole, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It, it had just, some amazing episodes, man. Yeah. Just seriously some great episodes. Uh, and for season three, as far as it goes, you know, I... You know what else I want to see? I want to see Psy actually die. <laughs> and no offense to the character, but it's like, come on, dude. I mean, I think they've proven that he can't die. I mean, 
Haven't they? Why? <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another character in this episode, mm. he had no speaking lines, but he was there. He was there. He was transcendent side. Well, he was kind of there. He His TV was there. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think for season three, yeah, I, I definitely do want to see, you know, like the growth and then the eventual evolution of their relationship. Yeah. Uh, I want to see where they take it. And, like, you know, if if they really are going to take Dr. Psycho out of the group, then I, I think they should probably have a replacement. Yeah, I think that'd uh, yeah. be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, be, I mean, we got a lot of open threads, dude. The Justice League is back. Joker yeah. is out and alive, you mm-hmm. know. Um, Two-Face, I mean, he was in a, a decent chunk of this episode, but, he, again, he was just kind of like the plot point to help it continue on its way, so right. I want to know what happens to him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of directions that could go. Uh, I I do think that it would be great to see Harley have, you know, have her have a nemesis for this for next season. That um, could be cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that'd be, I think that'd be a lot of fun to that. The only, ch- there, there are a couple of challenges, of course, but one of the mm-hmm. big ones I see coming for the show is I don't know what threat they can pull out from this, you know, because they already messed with a lot of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Like Dark side got involved, you know. I mean, yeah, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, but still, like he, he never he never threw down with anybody. But I mean, if he yeah. was to seriously throw down, the show wouldn't be a comedy <laughs> anymore. The show would be, you know, literally a Shakespearean tragedy. Like, oh well, there you go. See you later, Dark Side One. Right. Um. I don't know if they would want to pull out this character because he was used recently, but Deathstroke would be a hell of a, a pull for season oh three. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be cool if they tried to incorporate the Suicide Squad in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. See Deadshot. I could see them actually pulling a lot of the failed projects of WB out. Cause mm. I was talking about the comic books, but I can see that too. I, yeah. Like, imagine, remember, guys, I know so many of us remember, and so many of us, like, you know, dreamt of it and then it just fell by the wayside where we had Lex Luthor on his little private yacht and Deathstroke arrive Mm. on the yacht imagine that scene in Harley Quinn like all of a sudden where Harley Quinn and her gang are trying to drive by and we see both of them on the yacht and it's the same exact setting with Lex and and, and Deathstroke (laughs) right there and they pick it up and they just do something satirical and funny with it I think that'd be great but you know I guess that's more of an easter egg scene than an actual plot Mm. point but you get what I'm saying Yeah. Yeah, yeah so a lot of, lot of content, in other words. Right. Uh, by the t- even by the time season three comes out, I think it'd still be too soon to use Punchline. Uh, I, think that, I think that if the show knew about Punchline ahead of time, they probably would have used her instead of uh, uh, Joker's new girlfriend, whose name I forget in the show. I think it'd be interesting. I, I think by season three, maybe they can get the rights to do that on TV. I don't know. I, I would hope so because that'd mm-hmm. be interesting. Yeah, I, I'd you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, th- that that'd be a, a careful careful thread to walk, just because you know, punchline. She's very very new. Yep, and very developing. And uh, you know, you you can't really you don't want punchline to you know, play second fiddle so soon in her development. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have her evo- uh, evolve and develop on her own at first. But uh, yeah. just, I guess sometime down the line, maybe season four or so, it'd be fun to see her. Yeah. Uh, 
But no, I think there's a lot of potential for for the upcoming seasons. Season two was great. I think as a whole, I enjoyed it even more than season one. Nice. Yeah. Um, excellent, excellent season television. Excellent show. Just as a whole. So keep it up. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Hell yes, guys. Uh, so this has been our, our full review of Harley Quinn uh, season two. Also, more Batgirl. Give me more Batgirl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she also, was, yes. She was yes. also great. We, did, we didn't talk about that at all, but yes, we, we yes. need more of her. More more of her. Uh, but that's all I got for this one, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Couldn't, uh, I, I don't think I got any more jokes or anything, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, homies. We well, hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. This has been a, a fucking blast and a half. You guys can keep the half. We'll keep the last. <laughs> That is all we have for now. But until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I am Superhero Homie Kevin.